Oh, he wasn't just like at the casino or something. Yeah, he's got like friends in lots of places. So he's, he's got friends in low places. No, lots of places. Oh, was is that what the song is? I thought I got friends in low places. No, it's lots of. I got friends in a lot of places in a See, I can be a country singer. Yeah. Remember when um, Garth Brooks was popular for no particular reason? Like, I don't think I don't think you remember how popular Garth Brooks is. It was for many reasons. Most of them having to do with his amazing talent. Well, I think he was somewhat talented, right? He wrote his own music, right? Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I always thought he was, you know, a, a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Like, as a little kid, I was like, why do people listen to this shit? <laughs> why is this, what's this dweeb doing? Yeah, why, uh, how, why would people listen to Garth Brooks instead of Warren G and uh, Nate Dogg's Regulate? Because uh, they're white, pal. Oh. <laughs> We're white. <laughs> we just grew up true. in the Bay Area. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I never, I don't, get, I don't get Garth Brooks. But, well, know, I didn't. Like um, him. Good for him. Good for him. Sure, yeah. I didn't uh, listen to country music at all until I got quite a bit older. And now I like con- the only country music I like is outlaw country that's about like fighting the cops and drinking whiskey and stuff. And also Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson's cool. <clears throat> he loves marijuana. Um, speaking of marijuana, we watched Police Academy. I don't think there's any weed jokes in it, actually. Yeah, there's a couple. <clears throat> is there? Is Smoking there? that tweed. Uh, <laughs> jazz cigarettes. <laughs> Uh, so, um, where's the jokes? <laughs> <laughs> There's some jokes. There's uh, a couple cl- cl- uh, good lines, I think. That was my big thing while I was watching it. It was like, uh, where are the jokes at? Um, I also, I could have sworn that Bobcat was the bad guy in this, but I think it's the second one he's the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, he doesn't show up until the second one I checked it out. Uh, also, they interviewed, like, TMZ, I was going to say they interviewed Bobcat, but more, they harassed Bobcat when he was at the airport at one point. <laughs> and, like, you think you should do a Blue Academy remake? And he was like, yeah, this time they should actually make it a comedy. <laughs> <clears throat> and then he followed that up with, uh, I mean, really, though, uh, cops are out here killing people, so I don't think anyone want to see a cute movie about cops right now. <laughs> uh, I think Bobcat, I think Bobcat should direct the, uh, the Police Academy remake. That'd be cool. Have you seen any of the movies he's made? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty good director. Uh, last, I haven't watched... I think I'm a couple behind. Last one I watched is the one... I don't remember the name of it, but it's the uh, where they basically go around killing American Idol uh, judges. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't really like that one too much. That one was really yeah, ham-fisted. Uh... <clears throat> Real ham-fisted. It was definitely like 50-year-old angry white guy who doesn't understand the internet kind of movie. <laughs> That's basically who you are. I guess. No, I understand the internet. I understand the internet. I just hate everything it stands <laughs> yeah, for. I just, just don't like it. <clears throat> no, nah, it was uh, the other day I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? Gen Z knows what's up. I'm not trying to clown on them. They're just doing their best. Uh, SoundCloud rappers, that's the new punk rock. I'm okay with it. Uh, if you just got to, the only way to cope is to communicate through memes. I know it's tough out there. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> I don't want to be a grumpy old man. Don't give them a pat. You could give Get back on your grump horse. I probably will as we talk about Police Academy. <laughs> um, now, The World's Greatest Dad is his best movie. Oh, obviously. yeah, with Rob Williams. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And then the um, Sasquatch one is pretty interesting. I don't know if I saw a Sasquatch one. It's like a found footage movie, so it's not like spectacular, but I don't know, it's pretty interesting. 
Fatchmo. <laughs> the the trumpet, trumpet player? <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, so this movie came out on March 23rd, 1985. Guess when I watched it? March 23rd. March 23rd, 2019. Oh my god. I was like, whoa, it's the something anniversary. <laughs> I didn't do the math. <laughs> uh, this is the only police academy that's rated R. Huh. So there's probably no boobs or butts in the other ones. I don't remember the other one, the ones that much. I know the second one is uh, when they're on the force. Third yeah, one is the when they go back assignment. to training. And the fourth is citizens on patrol. Citizens and, on patrol. And after that, they lose the goot and uh, they go on tour. So like, they go yeah, they're like it's Florida, Russia, Moscow, yeah. Miami. I think Gutenberg's up in it until the fifth one, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's he's in Citizens on Patrol, the fourth one. I don't think yeah. he, go, he doesn't go to Miami. He stays behind for that Who one. Who becomes the f- main character in the fifth one, then? I don't remember. I have a they vague recollection of what the dude looks like. I think he, like, story-wise, he's like Lassard's nephew or something. Oh, shit. and he's like just a Gutenberg replacement. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a, a rascal. He's a, yeah, he's just a Gutenberg, too. He's, he's, like a, a sh- he's a shitty Goot. Yeah. Um... IMDb has plot keywords for movies, right? Uh-huh. All the movies. Uh, let me read to you the plot keywords, <laughs> the top ones for Police Academy. You ready? Yep. We got uh, big breasts, <laughs> breast, buxom. That's the plot keyword? Sexual humor, <laughs> and police. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, get ready, boys and girls. This movie is about Sergeant Callahan? <laughs> yeah, apparently Callahan is the only thing anyone watched this movie for. <laughs> Also, her breasts seem to be like a prosthetic in the movie. Yeah, like they're artificially large. Yeah. Like, I, I believe that the actress does have reasonably large breasts, but I feel like they've enhanced this yeah. for uh, Digitally enhanced. Digitally enhanced, like I don't Tom Cruise. It was digital, but, no. uh, All right, right off the bat, uh, theme music. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that soundtrack's badass. I was like, oh, yeah, the Police, the police Academy theme song. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, opening scrawl. Uh, Anyone can be a police. Anyone can be a police. You can, even you. <laughs> the, the worst part about this opening scrawl is they literally then go ahead and give us all the same information again throughout, throughout like, the movie. Yeah, yeah, the opening part scenes of the movie. <laughs> well, we, we, we want this audience, or this movie to appeal to all audiences, including the idiots who won't be able to pick <laughs> up the context. Because they're the dummies that shouldn't be police officers. Yeah. Uh, Tackleberry's a serial killer. That's how they open the movie. Like he's straight up like this Stop is keeping these people and being yeah. Weird. It's like um when they interview people about like Jeffrey Dahmer, like who people who worked with them at like the meatpacking plant and stuff. <laughs> like, hey, he was a nice guy, but he was always a little odd. He was a bit of an oddball. And so, yeah, Tackleberry. <laughs> yeah. He even almost kills some of his coworkers who were giving him like, <laughs> two seconds fire. later. Yeah. I like surprise! the. She doesn't even say. She does not. Surprise! Enunci- <laughs> She's like surprise. <laughs> she doesn't enunciate shit. Uh, yeah. Then we'll, so the beginning of the movie is like short little clips introducing us to the main characters. Even though fucking no one in this movie has enough screen time to really establish themselves as a character at all. Mahoney slightly, but. Yeah, maybe Mahoney, but... It's actually, that. like, I think Sergeant Lieutenant Harris or whatever. Like, he has the most... Screen time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really hodgepodge. <laughs> it kind of... It, it, I guess it's supposed to be, like, a cast of characters, but they don't really do a good job of it. The movie is not... It's, it's not, just not written well. Sorry, this isn't, like, a ensemble. Like, no one actively participates in The funny anything. thing is, I think you actually could have something good if you just take Mahoney and Jones. Yeah. And, which, and make the movie around, uh, center around them. Which is yeah. kind of what it feels like when they introduced Mahoney. When they Mahoney first started and Jones, off, yeah. but then Jones is not really in it. 
This um, is like an excuse to get Jones to the police academy. <laughs> yeah, Mahoney's um a rascal. He's like an eighties rascal. He's not gonna take shit from the bourgeoisie who wants him to park his car. So. Oh no, he parked that car. He parked in there. He's like, an amazing well, parker. I found a space. <laughs> he drives it like you know on two wheels sideways. It's pretty cool. How do you do that? How you, how do you get up on those two wheels, mm-hmm. Mahoney? Yeah, how do you do that? How do you do that, man? That's why they should have like he should have killed it at the driving course. <laughs> well, he taught Hightower how to drive. Hightower taught himself. He's like, no, nah, I'm having too much fun. Oh, like the a- next one is uh, they, um, Barbara. Oh yeah, the fat guy. He's works at a Kodak film booth that's shaped like a camera, <laughs> and they just like steal it and drop it into the river. I my kids like, have no idea what this fucking film booth is. Yeah. Like, when is the last time you saw a film booth? Like 1992. Yeah, a booth. Long time. As soon as like Walgreens and CVSs were everywhere, mm-hmm. and, like, nah, you don't see them anymore. This is a weird fucking prank. I don't get it. Yeah, like, we almost killed a guy. We just, uh, which is to be fair, a lot of pranks. I've seen. <laughs> we just destroyed uh, some property and threw it in the river for some reason. How dare you have a job? He's he's ready to be a cop immediately because he's like, I'll show you. I'm signing up for the police academy. I'm gonna be a cop, and then I'll be the one that's in charge. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that's not. I'll like. be the bully. <laughs> and then I'll bully you. It's like, yeah, you're a cop. You're ready, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then the, this is where you meet Jones, Michael Winslow. He's pretty good at making noises. Uh, he's got like a little megaphone somewhere hidden on his person. That he, he uses to make announcements yeah. and uh, <clears throat> make random machine guns of people. And we find out Mahoney's a career criminal. <laughs> he's also got uh, like a, a cop kid white privilege. Yeah, like he. I'm only doing this because I love your dad was a great friend, so you just get to commit crimes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, the the one crime he's being hauled in for that one that I don't know. I guess it's pretty bad, but it'd probably just be like a fine or yeah. I mean, he'd have to sue him. It's property damage, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, he'd definitely committed a crime, but you know, I see it as justifiable property damage. Mm -hmm. The guy shouldn't have been such a huge dick or wanted a toupee. I know, right? Oh, yeah. Wiggler. Wiggler. Yeah, it goes back to like, uh, what I uh, talked about in the Conan episode. Like, uh, a barbarian has to be polite because at any moment he knows he has to fight. Mm-hmm. But not a rich man. But not a rich man. That's right, because he'll just call the cops. That your boy here wasn't parking this car. <laughs> oh, my. Um, <clears throat> next is a nerd guy. I don't, they don't, I don't know if he has a name. Yeah. He definitely does because they. I think he's supposed. To, he, he's recast and named in one of the later movies. I think, mm. like Poindexter or some shit. He's got a real stereotype. Yeah. Name. Uh, he apparently is. <coughs> <coughs> Stop dying. Really clumsy. He accidentally beats up his wife a little bit. <laughs> he's accident prone. Yeah, and then she chases him down. She does like uh. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End, kind of like jumping over garden fences. She thing. does it way better than. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, she looks like doing the Terminator, fuzz. kind of. Uh, yeah, but then he's just driving with her on the hood and he doesn't notice her. I thought he just didn't care, but maybe. Well, no, because when he pulls up to the academy, he just nonchalantly, like, walks out and he's like, cool, time to be a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> next is uh, Kim Cattrall. Cattrall. He was not like, even a character in this movie. No, she's... Uh, interestingly, though, uh, I thought this was an interesting twist, was uh, 
instead of it being working class traders who become cops to protect the bourgeoisie, we have the a bourgeois. member. Uh, we have a member of the bourgeoisie joining the cops to hang out with the working class slums. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, so she's rich. She's in a limo. Um, that's about it. That's the end of her character. <laughs> well, later on we find out she's dressed like men. We'll see more of her later, but that's those are her characteristics. She's rich. And she's gonna be a cop. Uh, Mahoney and Jones pull up to the academy. Jones got his ghetto blaster. <laughs> They're gonna mingle. Mm-hmm. It's like a real uh, hodgepodge society here at the academy. Yeah, it's real egalitarian. They just uh, they got the one dude, the uh, not Lassard, the commandant, but the chief or whatever. Yeah, the chief. He's like. We used to, they used to be the right weight, the right height, the right color, and they <laughs> dicks had dicks. Everywhere. Dicks everywhere. Dicks as far as the eye can see. Just a whole field of dicks. Yeah, so he's he's not feeling this um, in- inclusion. And they were white. <laughs> They're the right color. White. And he's uh, <laughs> This is uh, one line in the movie that like actually like cracked up at is um, Lassards. Yeah, where <laughs> the chief hands him like a portfolio about the new mayor, and he's like, "Yeah, this." Damn woman's trying to do this, blah, blah, blah. What does that make you think? And he's like, uh, bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just really good. <laughs> he does such a good job selling it because he's like, um. It's like not a, himself thinking of it. Yeah, he's just giving him the answer he wants. You know, like a quiz. Not like. I don't know. He delivers the same uh, G- G.W. Bailey, is that who plays Lassard? Lassard is the best. Oh, he's the best character in the movie, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like also the, the other line he gives in this one. He's talking about Johnson as far as I can see. He's like, oh, and I'm sure it was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some good lines. And he keeps giving it uh, Harris looks like, who is fucking jackass? Uh, we're introduced to Hooks. She's got a really soft voice. The actress um, copied Michael Jackson. That was her inspiration for the voice. Um, I always liked Hooks as a kid. I don't know why. There's a, apparently they they had her wear a fat suit in the movie, mm-hmm. and there was going to be a part <clears throat> where like at the end after having you know done police training, working out so hard, she would have been not wearing the fat suit, and it'd be like, damn, it's Hooks. But they didn't ever get around to it or something. <laughs> There seems like a lot of things that were kind of written into the story mm-hmm. that either were like cut or just didn't quite make it. Yeah. Uh, Mahoney pretends to be in a position of authority to get Kim Cattrall's number, which is 555-2467. So, call it up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, Barbara rolls up, and the dog, his dog escapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's just... And, a lot of um, weird homophobic jokes. In this yeah, so this movie just uh, real eighties homophobia type stuff, but <laughs> this one's the most interesting because <laughs> weird dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog something Lassard. Barbara grabs it, then Lieutenant Harris grabs it, and he's like, "This dog's goddamn queer." <laughs> My like, he called that dog a queer. <laughs> was, he does it twice. Yeah, it was really fucking weird. Once here and then once towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, He's giving you Barbara and his queer dog a good honor. Plus, I always, I mean, as a kid, I always got like a weird impression that Harris was supposed to be gay. It's not so much in this movie, but in some of the later ones. Well, there's the running theme of the Blue Oyster Club. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, and everyone who gets sent there, like, has a great time. That's just because the gays know how to party. Well, I mean, the whole human sexuality is on a scale, so, I mean, I'm sure some of these repressed fucking cops are like, you know what, I wish I could live as a leather daddy. 
Also, um, he's not in this one, but there definitely is like a sidekick for Harris. Proctor. Proctor, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't show up until the second one. I was reading about that because I was like, where's Proctor? Um, Mahoney does pranks. I don't even remember the details of any of his pranks. He just he like, the he's trying to get thrown out. Shoe, pol- shoe polish on the microphone yeah. trick. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of shit he yeah. does. And none of it's all that funny. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Like, I, I, none of his pranks land with me. I'm just like, okay. Uh, Georges Martin needs to get a haircut, and so do... Oh, uh, this is the best joke in the movie, I think. Yeah, so do the white dweebs. Or Unfortunately, one, side of them, joke. one of them's name is Kyle. <laughs> they all have to get haircuts. Um, the white dweebs, I guess, kind of the protagonist or the antagonist in the movie, yeah. besides Lieutenant Harris. Dopeland and uh, something. Blanks? Kyle right. Blanks and something Copeland. Yeah, no, Dopeland. So. Dopeland. Yeah, it refers to him. Uh, yeah, but they're a fucking dumb idiots, so they go in there and get their heads <laughs> shaved. And then uh, George Martin sits down and he's like, just a little off the sides, please. He's not the military. And yeah, the part was like, yeah, it's not the military. You don't have to shave your heads. Lieutenant Harris likes their uh, haircuts. Though. Yeah, when he comes in to uh, uh, harangue them or recruit them to push all the other cadets out, he's like, "Oh, you fellas are looking good." Yeah, so this is him alluding to his sexuality a little bit because he's like, "Man, damn fine haircuts." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that you got your uh, boxers pulled up over your belly button too. That's an interesting style. <laughs> um, that's how they did it in the seventies. It seems like that's how people did it up until really recently. And maybe people still do it. I've always worn, like, my pants and my underwear and stuff, like, on my waist. Like, or maybe, that's technically your waist when you get yeah, measured. Yeah. I wear them down on my hips. Yeah, your waist is higher. Mm-hmm. Technically. I'm not putting that shit up over my belly button. That's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, uh, Dopeland actually looks better as a skinhead. Like, he, when he had that haircut... They he both looked, look better as skinheads, I think. Yeah, the, those haircuts they had were just... I feel like when they Well, they were both, they're actually wearing wigs. And oh, for those scenes, because they did the head shaving scene early on, and then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute!" <laughs> so that's kind of what was going on when they were filming this movie. <laughs> they just weren't planning shit out. That's kind of what it feels like. Filmed in forty days. Oh, I mean, they filmed one of these a year for like six years. This one made a lot of money, so that's why they're like, "Oh, we'll just keep making them, whatever." Oh, Jones. Gets like thrown down the stairs and does Pac Man noises <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, like, this scene's out of place. Yep, it was just in there. Like, hey, look, you can do sounds. Oh, I do like uh, to go back a little bit. The scene where um, uh, Dopeland and whatever the hell the other guy's name, Blank Blankenship, Kenny Blankenship. Yep, <laughs> they uh, introduce themselves to the chief. He's like, Get the fuck out of here, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then we get a montage of uh. All the exercises and shit they need to do. Um, I've seen a lot of cops. They don't. I don't think they work out. Well, you have to remember. Remember, see, like this. There are municipalities that have police academies. I don't believe that we've ever lived in one. No, I remember. Um, shortly after we moved out of the Bay Area, I believe most of Solano County <clears throat> uh, did not have a police force because of bankruptcy. So it was just like the sheriff rolling around. Well, and now here we just have the sheriff. We don't have a police force. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I don't... I, and I think the Phoenix police will just hire anybody, right? Yeah. They're just like, come on, fucking someone do this job. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. We've never really lived somewhere that's like... That has a legitimate police <laughs> yeah. department. Yeah, you know, like the good old LAPD. <laughs> Oldest gang in town? Yeah, they're real legit. Too legit to quit. Or uh, Oakland, the Oakland PD. 
Love them boys. So they're trying. They want everyone to quit. That's the Chiefs thinking. Yeah, because they don't. They're not. They don't want these bums. These scrubs. They have vaginas and they're colored. And he doesn't like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess in the eighties there was just people banging down the doors to be a cop. <laughs> not like today where there's billboards like on the freeway like fucking no education. You're basically homeless, drug addiction, no problem. Be a cop or <laughs> be a CEO at the fucking prison. <laughs> Come on, please. You'll get 40000 a year. Please. Please. One time I talked talk to a cop at work. And uh, during the authentication procedure, there's like a secret question. Mm-hmm. And uh, his was, uh, how much do I make a year? And it was like 60000 which is, you know, more than I make or whatever. But fucking, you trying to flex or what? <laughs> what is that shit? Weird flex. Secret question. Like, or security question, oh. man. It's secret. Mahoney's like, what? I can't. He goes to talk to the com- the commandant. Finds out he can't quit because um, his dad's friend. Frank. Riggs, I think, right? Is it Riggs? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's um, in league with the commandant. Where it's like, nah, he's. You're, you're trapped, Mahoney. <laughs> you're finishing no matter what. Yeah, and then I, the, the uh, Lassard has another great line where he's like, Oh, yes, we're all trapped. Are <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, you saying I'm trapped here? We're all trapped here. <laughs> it's pretty uh, like uh, prescient considering <laughs> the Police Academy series. It's like, <laughs> we're all trapped. We'll be doing this for 15 years. I think it gets out after four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where the shoe polish thing happens. He's got, it makes it look like he's got a dookie goatee. <laughs> they run so hard that, or because of the prank, Mahoney's going to run so hard he vomits and then runs some more. Which is something I remember people doing in high school. I, yeah, I remember one time um, doing lines or suicides, whatever whoever, whatever people call them when they're yeah. most familiar with. And uh, some kid threw up at the end. I remember running the mile in high school and some kids would push themselves to the point where they would, would throw up. And I'm like, man, this is high school. You can, you know, dial it back, motherfucker. No, I'm trying to get that four minute mile. <laughs> no, you're not going to make it. <laughs> You're not even full grown yet. You're like four eleven. What are you doing? Uh, Tackleberry's got a big gun. Yeah, and they blow up you target. Mama. My mom gave. My uh, we're fucking blowing through this one because there's seriously. It's like just there's nothing. no story or plot really. It's like this happens and then this yeah. happens and then this happens. It's like gags. Here's a gag. Here's a gag. But like they're not interesting. They're not even good gags. They're just stringing them together. Yeah, it's true. It was actually kind of disappointing. I remember liking the Police Academy series as a, as a kid. Maybe, but some that's because it's like a. Maybe some of the other ones are better. I don't know if they're better. I just think that the, maybe some of the gags are better, and it kind of plays to the things that a child likes. Yeah, just goofy shit. Goofy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's this was not good. <laughs> no, no, no. Police Academy, where the jokes at? <laughs> Uh, here's the, where they got the R rating, I guess, cause there's a scene where, uh, Mahoney's creeping on the shower. <laughs> right. So we get, uh, some booty cheeks, some titties, and Mahoney being a creep. He's just chilling out there with a beer, like, watching women shower. And he's our hero! <laughs> well, I think he's trying to get kicked out still, right? So he's... Well, I think also he's just a creep. Yeah, well, maybe that too. Mm-hmm. Well, cause remember when he first meets Kim, Kim Cattrall, he's like, Alright, show me your thighs! <laughs> I don't know if he expected that to work though. 
well, he talks to her later, and he's like, yeah, I'd absolutely love to see your thighs. And then she gives it on, on back. She's like, oh, yeah, they're supple and soft. And... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess sometimes and it I works. And I like dressing like a man. Sometimes it works. I guess it's not sexual harassment if she's into it, but he didn't know that in the first place. And he also, <laughs> like, bamboozled her as a position of authority to try to get her to expose herself. So I don't, I don't think he's very heroic. I wouldn't hang out with them. <laughs> oh, yeah, then Harris finds him, and he's like, get out of here, you sucker. Takes a beer, and then he's going to chill and post up, drink a beer, and watch the ladies, and they see him, and he's like, oh, shit, son of a bitch. <laughs> I get the impression, too, that he's not necessarily even looking at the ladies, or he's just sitting there drinking his beer, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm still outside. Because he seems shocked when the little... Yeah, that's true, when they see him. He's yeah. like, oh, oh man, like, oh, what a mistake. Oh, this, so the next scene is uh, he... Mahoney reports to Harris because of the misconduct, and he's like, they're going to call Mahoney's dad's friend. And, like, you, you, Harris, like, you know, convinced him to get kicked out, and Mahoney's all on board. But then Kim Cottrell walks by, and they have a little unspoken flirty moment. She shows him, she's wearing shorts, so yeah, she, she shows him. She turns like, around and shows him that tush and those thighs. Yep. Um, uh, <clears throat> I definitely not my thigh deal. <laughs> Like, like there, I didn't, I don't think there was that much going on. Like, those weren't like strong anime thighs. She's got eighties flat butt. Um, I wasn't into it, <laughs> but it's enough to convince Mahoney to stay. It doesn't take Mahoney doesn't need a lot. He's just like whatever. That's the woman. He's not George Martin. George Martin. Yeah, so he Mahoney just like doesn't play his part. He's like, yeah, can I go? Nope. All right. All bye. right. Cool. I'm gonna stay for them. Them thighs. Uh, then it's party time, because they survived, like, two weeks or some shit. Yeah, so it's, it's our first weekend Yeah, off. and Harris like, there's always a party. So, I need you to go undercover, you nerd guys, and find out where the party is. <laughs> and so what they do is they bully Barbara. He doesn't actually know where the party is. He's going to go home to his mm-hmm. wife or some shit. Yeah, I like when he asks Mahoney, though. He's, He's like, like oh, you want, you want to come? And he's like, nah, I just need to know where it is. <laughs> So obvious. Yeah, he just really, like, he gives up the game. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so Mahoney, uh... Mahoney, Mahoney susses this out. Can we talk about how built Gutenberg is in this fucking movie? Yeah, he's actually in really good shape. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's his, a uh, shoulder I'm not to, used to that kind of shit in the 80s. Yeah, the shoulder his, to the shoulder waist, waist ratio is, like, man, I, it looks like Steve Gutenberg could have been a bodybuilder if he just ate a bunch, took steroids, and lifted heavier weights. Oh, shit. What was that? Um, I want to say it's Judd Apatow produced it. But it, they're like party planners. Um, fuck. It was on HBO for like two seasons. But Gutenberg was like in one episode, and he was cut as shit. Party Down? Was it, yeah, Party Down. Where they're like uh, servers at events. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gutenberg was in it and he's still kind of shit as yeah. an old man. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's gonna be me. <laughs> I'm be Triple H when I'm like sixty. Triple H is like sixty now, right? <laughs> or close to it. Yeah. I'm gonna be like that. You know where like your skin gets more leathery and like thin, <laughs> but you All still HGH. yeah. But then you still just got muscles, so you look like even more cut up. Yeah, I've uh, seen that's gonna be just alone the last yeah. five years. That's gonna be awesome. Or, yeah, Stallone's got to still be taking, like, some form of steroid. That, I guess probably just TRT stuff. Yeah. Um, He's got that horse steroid. Yeah. Uh, so, he tricks him into going to the Blue Oyster Club. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, uh. There's a lot of Rob Halfords in there from Judas Priest. <laughs> 
That one dude is strong as shit because he picks up uh, Copeland or Blankenship or whatever the hell his name this is. This is a real, like, like... And, like, dips him. The guy is not helping him at all. Yeah, no, these are real, like, these are real man's men. Real, That's usually who, real like... Real long, strong leather daddies. Yeah, leather men. Um... I actually have a book that's all about uh, the history of gay fashion and uh, different like gay fashion subcultures and stuff. Stuff about leather men. Probably my favorite part of the book. It's really interesting how that culture develops. Yeah. So um, I guess Blue Oyster Bar is specifically a leather bar. Yeah, that would be my guess from everyone, the various movies I've yeah, seen. Everyone's in there wearing leather. The real question: How's the goot know about it? He's probably like into he's a man it. about the town. Yeah, he probably like, knows the scene. He knows the score. I've never. I, the only time I went to a leather bar, it was it was pretty weird. It was like an after hours bar. They were so technically they're like illegally serving drinks because it was after two, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't <gasps> as cool as this place. It wasn't like buff dudes in leather. It was more like skinny, oh. weirdo. It was more um, disappointing. More S and M, and yeah, and yeah, like the like- lights were on. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it I'm was, giving you a weird look now. It was really bright in there. Across the podcast, I don't but. know. I want uh, I want some dudes and like that look like kind of like bikers, uh, but yeah. they're like dancing the tango. That's mm-hmm. what I want. My 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 leather men club. Yeah, yeah. So I was disappointed by that one. But if anyone knows like a good spot, like where there's a, a good good scene, I'm down to check it out. <laughs> Send me an email, Kyle at McVentureProductions dot com. It's probably Kyle at McVentureProductions. Oh yeah, it's probably Kyle. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, you go to McVentureProductions dot com and in the about us section, you can send us a message through mm-hmm. there. Um, before we get to this uh, next really cool, funny scene, uh, I need to talk to you about how Bill Clinton loves this movie. Does he really? Yes, Bill Clinton's favorite movie series is Police Academy. I mean, that makes uh, that makes so much fucking it's sense. It's going to make a bunch of sense in the next scene. There's a quote from him where he's like, yeah, Hillary probably didn't always think I was the best father. I remember one time she got really angry that Chelsea and I watched like six police academies back to back <laughs> and then, uh yeah gutenberg said one time he met bill clinton he's like oh fucking love police academy <laughs> <laughs> um i mean we've definitely watched six police academies back to back with dad so i'm not gonna call yeah i mean bill clinton the, a bad dad for that one. i mean we, there's saturday it's saturday you don't got shit to do dad's done doing his dad work you know like fixing the hose or mowing you know dad stuff <laughs> well you're very familiar with it now you do a lot of dad stuff it was a good dad day. <laughs> now so, I'm listening on the dad couch. You watch some dad movies. Yeah, exactly. I was really close to buying when it, before we watched this movie, the Police Academy Blu-ray collection. Mm. And now I don't know if I will. No, I wouldn't. It was a good thing you watched this one first. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, wait, maybe. Well, they're not. That, it's pretty inexpensive, I think, from what I remember. But yeah, um, um, I will. <laughs> I remember when um, when Bubba Smith Hightower died. Uh, seeing an interview with Bobcat Goldthwait and uh, hearing him how they like people journalists were calling him to get his opinion like Bubba Smith and he's like oh shit when I die are they gonna fucking call Steve Gutenberg <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause Bobcat will die before Gutenberg <laughs> for sure <laughs> oh shit um, yeah but the next scene is um they, for some reason, the the nerd guy has hired a prostitute to get uh, Barbara in trouble because he tricked gave, them and go. Yeah. And they even though they had a great time with their with their friends. Yeah, they fucking had a great time at blue at the Blue Oyster Club. Like, what are they so upset about? Yeah. Anyways, uh, Mahoney's like, we got to get rid of this lady, and 
He hides her in a podium. And then the Commandant Lesarge has to give a presentation to some other important police guys. He's got a PowerPoint presentation. And she's like, oh, this must be the client. And well, Mahoney's in the, in the booth with her and is like, suck him off. Dinky's tells her to do it? I think so, because he says, like, there's, I'm not the client. I have to go get the client right now, yeah. right? I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's convoluted yeah, shit. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah, so she gives him a blowjob while he's giving a presentation. It's uh, not funny. No. It's just kind of weird. Weird. This is where Bullet Clinton's infatuation with a blowjob started. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's why I said he loves these movies. <laughs> he's probably like, man, like, I can't wait to get out there and give a speech. Oh, man, I can't even That's not a very good Bill Clinton. Can you do it? I don't know. Hold on. Can I do Bill Clinton? Um, Bill Clinton. No, it's Jimmy Carter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just, I mean, he's probably dreamed about giving, like, the State of the Union with a woman in the podium. How do you know he didn't? He gave some long-ass State of the Union. That's right. He did that. He kind of, that, not pointing, but pointing with your thumb there. <laughs> He created that, I swear. He didn't create it, but he definitely... It's his signature move. Yeah, he he patented it. He he brought it to new heights. He elevated the, the thumb finger point. Yeah, so after that, uh, Lassard runs into Harris, and he's like, we gotta get rid of Mahoney. <laughs> he did a very, very bad thing. <laughs> oh yeah, because when, <laughs> when Lassard's walking away, he just sees Mahoney come out of the podium. <laughs> so he's like, oh, Mahoney sucks my dick. <laughs> Yeah, so he's he so did stupid. he did a very bad thing, and then to, had, to who? To who? And he's like, um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> very bad. Thing. Yeah, so the Harris is like, finally, we're gonna really get rid of Mahoney. <laughs> and he takes them on a ride. He makes them run next to the car. Dirt. Then they get stuck in traffic because of oh, some convoluted thing. Harris commandeers a dirt bike from a dude. For he no doesn't, fucking reason. Yep, he doesn't know how to drive it. And he throws himself into the a ass of a horse. The horse's ass went into a horse's ass. Yep. And then he's like, you didn't tell anyone, right, Mahoney? Everybody's dying. Everyone. It's like that time uh, at the rest stop with mom and she was tripping coming back to the car. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she got him back in the car and everybody's trying to sit stone face. <laughs> like we didn't see it. Nothing happened. <laughs> you didn't tell anybody, did you? Oh, no, no, no not me, sir. Yeah, so once again, it's just like, this happened, and this happened, and gags. Her, wow, are you having fun? You liking these jokes? I'm going to go home and buy this song Blu-ray. The whole <laughs> box set. Um, Even Mission to Moscow, which I don't think I've ever seen. That's like the last one, isn't it? I think so. I wonder if the, they, they should remake it and make it funny. Like, do 21 Jump Street style. Uh yeah, so the, it's that's that. There's a scene, then another scene, and now here's a new scene. Hightower wakes up Mahoney because he doesn't know how to drive, and uh, Mahoney says, "Um, it's okay, sleeping's for fags," which is offensive, and also I don't understand what it means. <laughs> yeah, me either. Also, Mahoney's just trying to. Uh, I always feel really bad saying that word, even if it's like a quote, you know? Yeah, that's I a get bum. it. You probably should feel bad. Yeah. Fuck you, Mahoney. How dare you do this to me, Gutenberg? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they go on a light nighttime drive. Uh, they get a small car that Hightower can't fit into. But it's also it's, like... It's Copeland or Dopeland's car, I think. Yeah, it's. Not, I don't think... Oh, is that why there's a Confederate flag on it? Because mm-hmm. he's racist. Uh, no. I mean, he can barely fit in it, but it's also like... I don't think you could fit in that car. 
Hell no. Uh, no. When we were, I mean, last time I bought a car, I was looking and. Um, the Honda Fit is a really tiny one. I yeah, tried to get into Honda Fit and I could not get into it. One time I had to ride in a Fiat, like an Uber, uh-huh. and it was so bad. What? <laughs> yeah. like, well, I, I saw him pull up, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I definitely have to sit in the front seat." And, <laughs> and like, it sucks sitting in the front seat with like your Uber driver. You gotta try to talk to him. Well, it's all right if they're cool, which they are sometimes. But, but not if like, you're driving a Fiat. Usually, sometimes they're weird. And so I mean, I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I'll have to sit in the front because the back's gonna be way too small." I'll have to talk to this weirdo. And then even sitting in the passenger seat, I didn't have enough room, so I was all scrunched up, like, sideways. Yeah. And, like, trying to talk to this weird-ass Uber driver. I had a friend at work, and he had a, a, a sports car. And I can't remember what kind it was, but um, once or twice, we went out to lunch together. And I had to, like, roll in and out of that passenger seat. Yeah. Well, I remember Stephanie had that little Miata. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't didn't even open the door. I was just yeah. jumping in. Yeah, <laughs> like you barely fit in the passenger seat, and also like your head would or oh, my, yeah. my head we would roll. Be, I'd break my neck. <laughs> my head was over the windshield and shit. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'll just die. <laughs> yeah, being tall is great. Um, so they rip out the front seats so high tire can fit in the back seat, yeah. and they just go on a nighttime adventure. High tower rear ends someone. Yeah, this is actually the director. The director of the film is this guy. No. He's like, you like, son you of a bitch, idiot. I'll kick your ass. And then he looks in the car and sees Hightower's giant, and he just he's like, walks back to his car. <laughs> this That one's actually, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I, I, do I like just like the way like, he acts it out. He, why didn't you stop? You didn't tell me to. <laughs> uh, and then they're going to get pulled over, and Hightower's like, nah, I'm getting away. He's like, I got this now. Yeah, and he's driving crazy. And then uh, cut to, they're doing the driving course, and he does a great job. And then... Hooks goes, does an alright job. She's going kind of slow. She accidentally runs over Doplin's feet. And he says uh, some really crazy racist shit to her. Jigaboo. Yeah. And Hightower's like, well, I'm, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> well, I'm going to kill this man. <laughs> and he flips over the car. And Lieutenant Harris is trying to stop him because obviously don't kill this man. <laughs> but he gets kicked out because he flipped over the car and was angry. But you feel like, you know... In a fair society, probably would kick out Dopeland and Hightower would get promoted because dude can flip over. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like maybe you don't promote him for flipping over the car, but maybe just you know some light punishment. Yeah. And, and kick Dopeland out for being a racist shithole because there's no reason to have a racist person in the cops when they're supposed to protect and serve the people of color and the entire, the entire community. community. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I know. Someone just, should let the cops know. <laughs> it seems so strange. <laughs> so we need to let these polices know. What is this? Some sort of strange logic. <laughs> cops are racist, though. I don't know what you're talking about. They love it. They love racism. Uh, remember when um, Mark Furman <laughs> tried to sue the LAPD for making him racist? <laughs> I'm sure it didn't help, but like, I think he was already racist. <laughs> Mark Furman. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> he just comes up sometimes, you know. Uh, so now they're gonna pick a fight with Mahoney in the, in the cafeteria. cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, they call him Mahoma. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got him! Woo! High five, <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> Got him! Yeah, and then they just there's kind of just a fight. Barbara like um, lunch Wings trays, of, yeah. one of them, and then there's punchies. 
And uh, Lieutenant Harris is like, oh, Barbara started the fight. He's out of here. And then Mahoney's like, no, I did. And Blanks is like, no, he didn't. It was Barbara. And Mahoney's like, listen here, stupid bitch. Who do you want to kick out? Barbara or Mahoney? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Mahoney did it. <laughs> Mahomo, dude. <laughs> Um, so, so, so he feels kind of sad about it because it turns out Mahoney kind of did like being in a police academy. He's having fun, you know, and like he, his life had purpose. Maybe I don't know. They didn't do any character development, so yeah, no, this no, is no. all just me extrapolating what could possibly happen in a real movie. <laughs> uh, he does have a Canadian tuxedo on when we next see him. <laughs> He's just looking longingly out the window with his Canadian tuxedo on. Uh, the the uh, I love how this riot starts. Yeah, the apple. <laughs> Yeah, so the nerd guy who I guess he has a name, uh, he's on a he's on a drive along with a seasoned cop. Cop gets a hot dog and he's like, "Here, got your apple, nerd guy." And nerd guy throws it out the window after he'd just been hassled by some local toughs. He hits one of them in the back of the head. They turn around. There happens to be two other tough guys that are eating apples. They get into a fight. Fight spills into like the street, and then. Uh, the, the fucking ending, the climax of this movie just comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Why well, this riot just kicks off for no reason? <laughs> and like they like, uh, there's a dude selling TVs. The fight like knocks over a TV, and he's like, "Here, hold this." And the guy's like, "Free TVs!" And everyone's grabbing TVs, <laughs> and then they just start running around like knocking out windows, and it's just like, "Yeah, fucking riot!" And yeah, the nerd guy goes back to the academy, and he's like. Did you hear on the radio? There's a riot. <laughs> I wonder how it started. Yeah, like, who knows how these things start? <laughs> yeah, I just... Oh, the community's so volatile. <laughs> Cops started the riot. Yeah, um, so this riot's so intense, they gotta call in the academy. Yeah, just to provide, like... Just to stand around, I guess. Some traffic like, uh, control, I guess. But, yeah. But uh, leave it up to Lassar, he directs them to the wrong street. Yeah, he says, I'm... Perfectly capable of remembering numbers, even though earlier in the movie he yeah like showcases 14, 14, eight, 24 weeks, yeah. twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Sergeant Harris is or Lieutenant Harris, is, you can tell he's grimacing like oh fuck. Like, <laughs> he he doesn't do anything about it. Well, like, obviously you can't uh, second guess a commanding officer. Well, if if I, I guess he wants to die, I guess he doesn't realize how close they are to the riot. Yeah, it turns out they're like a block away from the riot. <laughs> Uh, I like, uh, this is pretty funny when, uh, George Martin's like flirting with the a woman he's carrying a TV for and then he sees the riot and he's like, oh, I gotta go. And he just like <laughs> tries to put his head down and be casual. You yeah. Know, like, even though he's in a, you know, like when you're, uniform. yeah, when you're walking through like the wrong part of the neighborhood and like, you're like not sure. So you're just kind of like, you know, keeping it real low key, like you belong and just, you know, whatever <laughs> he like acts that out really well. <laughs> and then he just has to run though. Cause he's dressed as a cop. He's got a cop costume on. <laughs> and he uh, he runs into Jones and uh, Mahoney. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck He's like, run. oh, we gotta go. The ride's like right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're, yeah, they're scrambling. And they and run into Lassar. Luckily, they find Lassar. And He's like, I him. came to see how everything's going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he gets on the loudspeaker and he's like, stop or we'll arrest you, even though it's like 100 people. That's like the kind of the whole point of a riot. <laughs> the cops can't stop you if there's enough of you. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, these days they might just straight up, like, mow people down. But in the 80s, I'm sure they would have started off with, like, tear gas and beanbag guns. <laughs> and fire hoses. Yeah. But now it's just like, nah, get them. We didn't get these tanks for nothing. <laughs> Thanks, Homeland Security. Um, <laughs> that reminds me, Friday night. When I was driving home from work, 
I was feeling pretty good. Um, I had to stop to get a cigarettes for mom and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, th- there was like a gang of sheriffs like in the parking lot of the gas station, you know, just stopping by QT, get some QT snacks as cops are wont to do. <laughs> That's some mosquitoes. Yeah, but I was like bumping um some <laughs> a punk song that was about killing cops. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't thinking about it because I was just like, whatever, I'm having a great time. And then like I drive by them. And, like, park and, like, make eye contact and, like, nod. <laughs> and the song's like, yeah, break bones and bury your cop. <laughs> it's like, ah. And then I didn't, like, straight up didn't think about it until I was, like, inside QT. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably weird. <laughs> that's all for them. <laughs> what? What? The police. <laughs> One time, uh. I did shrooms, and I was coming down and realized that I was supposed to have dinner with mom and our sister Shannon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I need to balance this out. I better smoke a little weed. This is when I was <laughs> That's like, not making no fucking sense. This is like when I was 25 or so, so I wasn't the brightest about those sorts of things. Yeah, I feel like even at 25, you should have figured that one out. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I had different like methods at 25 than I do now. And uh, so I was feeling pretty good. I was like, all right, time to go to dinner. And yeah, I was listening to NWA bumping like fuck the police driving down my street. And uh, I pulled up next to a cop and immediately turned the music down. I'm so frightened because <laughs> I was, was moments ago. I was just like, yeah, fuck the police. Fuck these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck. I'm the shit. You know, I feel really good. And I saw a cop and I was like, oh, oh, jeez, <laughs> The police. The police is. Just... So, yep. Yeah. Those are my experiences with uh, playing weird music for the cops. <laughs> uh, Jones does make them think that they're all about to get shot with machine guns, though. Yeah, he does um, machine gun sounds into the loudspeaker. That's the best I got. No, his is better. Yeah, yeah it's way better. I don't think he can do it. That's like a heavy machine gun. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, like, like it sounded like they had AKK. It sounded like they had AKs. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, also I have a good Twitter handle that. Um... It actually started then. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna tell it to you now because this episode won't be out for like a week or so, two weeks. Maybe. And we'll we'll start it in the break. We'll, we'll yeah, the- it's gonna be a Kyle forty seven, but it'll be like a K and then parentheses Y L E forty seven. That's pretty dope, huh? That's pretty gangster. So gangster. F Y I, listeners, I'm a white boy. <laughs> I think that was been clear for quite some time. <laughs> Why? Because my name is Kyle McDonald. I'm pretty sure. Um, our uh, um, uh, Latrine, There was one of the um, one of the black men killed by a cop in the last few years. His last name is McDonald, so I just assumed we were probably related to him. Oh. That, that further credits to that the fact that there might be a black Kyle McDonald. <laughs> yeah. So all the cops are running into trouble because there's a riot going on. Yep, and they got Dopeland and uh, Blankenship. Yeah. And they're like, oh, where were you guys about a fence? You can't do anything. You can't do anything. Yeah, and then this cool guy, he looks like fucking Bronson from um, Death Proof. He looks like uh, Bro, not Brody. Is it Brody? From Joss. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, describes their guns because they're pussies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Barbara gets revenge on his bullies. He beats the shit out of him like Daredevil. And then he's like, now return that furniture. And they're he's like, like, it's ours. Yeah, because they were just moving out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, whatever. You still deserve yeah. it. You so that, that one was pretty funny. I like that. Like, uh, my note says, cool gun thief. Because at first I was like, 
that guy who took their guns is real cool. He seems like a real smooth operator. <laughs> and it turns out he's crazy. <laughs> he's trying to shoot at Thompson. Mm-hmm. Kim Cattrall. Oh, yeah. Thompson is his character. Yeah. Her character, in air quotes. Tackleberry has missed uh, basically the entire riot. He, he's looking up at uh, cool gun guy. And he's like, whoa, gun stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mahoney tries to be a hero. Kind of does. Well, I guess Lieutenant Harris tries to be a hero first. Well, we don't see what happens to Harris, right? He just gets, oh, he captured. Just gets captured. We by just the... see Kia. It's all yeah. of a sudden he, uh, that dude has Lieutenant Harris. Yeah. And then Mahoney tries to be a hero and run up there. And he's heroic for a second, but then the guy's like, well, I'll just kill Lieutenant Harris. And Mahoney's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets Thompson out of trouble and immediately he gets mm. himself in trouble. Yeah, so now he's got two hostages. And uh, Hightower shows up, and he's like, I want to see you fucking merc these pigs. <laughs> and they, that was a lie, though. He straight up just beats the dude up. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, Hightower saves the day and gets reinstated. And then he's like, oh, I think these two idiots, these two uh, cadets here. Yeah, because it's got um, Blankenship and Doplin. Yeah. Fucking names. And so basically, like, happy ending. Um, yeah, Mahoney's reinstated, Hightower's reinstated. They get medals, because they did a great job. They're yep. heroic. Um, <clears throat> Hightower gives a really short speech. Thank you. Yeah. And then Mahoney says some crazy bullshit. Like, oh, he's so wacky. What a rascal. And then uh, him and uh, Kim Cattrall are finally kissing. And Lassard's like, you two men, knock it off. And then... Oh, she takes her hat off, and he's like, oh, it's a woman. Go for it. Keep kissing. <laughs> Good job, Mahoney. I, the problem wasn't that two officers were making out in public at a, you know, a formal event. It was that it was gay kissing, but hetero kissing, totally fine. Because <laughs> this is the 80s. Lassard also got, gets his revenge. Is it in this scene or the uh, graduation scene when Lassard gets the revenge? Um, oh, yeah. When Mahoney does his speech, there's BJ pranking yeah. in the... Um, prostitute, the sex worker, is in the podium again. And Lassard winks at him. <laughs> He's like, gotcha, bish. And fucking, that's it. That's Police Academy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, um... Man, I mean, I don't know. This, no, this, not, the, not the funniest of comedies. This is more disappointing than Weird Science. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is more disappointing than Weird Science. This is not a good movie. Bill Clinton, what is you thinking? It's not funny. The writing's terrible. I mean, you can excuse terrible writing if it actually ends up being like a funny movie, but it's just bad. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. It's like it's just a series of gags that he tried to find an excuse to string together. Like, minimal work in stringing them together. It's almost like little skits. Almost. Yeah, but like with even less effort. Like it's this movie is less funny than Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's if you can believe it. Saturday Night Live is pretty funny sometimes. Um, What's Saturday Night Live? Are you talking about? Uh, Saturday Night Live since uh, like nineteen ninety five until now. <laughs> He's like such an old man right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the Lonely Island stuff was cool back in the day well, I mean that's the thing about Saturday Night Live it's, it, it, because it's a weekly sketch show it's mm-hmm. always going to be hit or miss you're going to have maybe one I don't, they just fucking sketches. don't know how to finish a sketch ever that's ever true of all sketch shows but... um, the only good stuff is it's always cut for time is like the Kyle Mooney stuff the really awkward weird shit <laughs> that's the only thing I like on Saturday Night Live what, are we, uh, what movie are we watching next oh I knew what it was 
last night. Should have uh, wrote that shit down. No, usually my memory is amazing, but All I guess right. I'm getting old. Um, we're gonna watch. Oh, I wanted to watch an actual funny movie at this point, so we're gonna watch Airplane. Airplane. Yeah. Oh man, probably the funniest movie of all time. That's uh, what everyone said. Roger Ebert said, um, "It's the funniest movie of all time." Guess how many stars he gave Police Academy? One. Zero. Oh. <laughs> and he didn't do that normal thing where he's like, "Oh, this is a disgusting, terrible movie." He's just like, "It's just fucking bad. It's a comedy that's not funny." Yeah. But he loves Airplane, and we're gonna watch that next. Also, um, WrestleMania is coming up. WrestleMania? April 7th, it's going to be WrestleMania 35. WrestleMania is as old as you. Oh my god, that's true, isn't it? Uh-huh, and we're going... No, we're not going. <laughs> fucking, who's got that kind of money? <laughs> we're going to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> but what we <laughs> did do is watch WrestleMania 3. We're going to have a special episode for that. We'll come out around new WrestleMania April 7th. Probably that Friday beforehand. Yeah, we'll probably put it out a couple of days beforehand. Yeah, so check it out. Let everyone know. Um, hashtag that shit on Twitter. And, um, you know, kill yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> com, the Twitch, the Twitters, the Patreons. Yeah, all that shit. It exists. Hey, man. Whoa, man. I hate you all. Give yeah, me money. money. <laughs> I'm a singing hobo, not a stabbing hobo. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Bye. It's uh, Space Force. Space I'm Force. Kyle. That's I'm Sean. Sean. And help, we're alive. <laughs>